Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is a prove it Sunday this week in the NFL. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Christopher Montavious Canty, a day over 40 years old. How was your birthday evening? Birthday was outstanding. I was told by the wife that last night was not the end of my birthday celebration. Oh. So the party's going to keep going the rest of the weekend. Now, I'm excited that my wife wants to celebrate me, but what she's really doing is setting the bar high for her oh, birthday yeah. next month. That's oh, all no, that's you, happening. You're getting set up like a bowling pin right here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that is happening. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and we celebrate veterans today today to all those brave men and women who have served our country who have lost their lives in protecting our way of life and who continue uh, to protect our freedom we appreciate you so much today and every day as for the nfl this weekend let's roll here we go only one place to start and it's brought to you by ZipRecruiter. try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash greenie zip recruiter the smartest way to hire canty this weekend there are an awful lot of situations where people have things to prove where players have things to prove where coaches have things to prove and we start very early on sunday morning with the bucks and the seahawks and uh, you know, that's 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, 6.30 in the Pacific Coast, uh, because we have uh, that game is over in Munich, Germany. You know, it, it's amazing that we can even say this at this point, but you and I have had the discussion about Tom Brady and where his level of play is. Canty, I am at the belief that he can still very much help somebody win, but I can't argue that he needs to elevate his level of play not just for the Bucks this year, but for teams to be more comfortable in bringing him in next year because he's going to be looking for a home in 2023. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we'll have to see what the rest of the season has for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. But, Carlin, I'm surprised that you're being so rude to our guest who is so kind to join us on the first segment, former teammate of Tom Brady, one Rob Ninkovich. What is that? I had no idea he was there. Ninko is with us. That's outstanding. Yeah, I was in on the intro, and nobody knew who I was. I was probably just adding in, or nobody heard me. It's okay. It's all right. We got the two best beards in radio right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we got a lot of beard envy out there if everyone could see our beards. Can't see a little better than mine. Canty's is uh, – it might be it's enhanced. enhanced. It's, it's enhanced <laughs> a little bit. But I told you, Nico, you have one of the best beard games at all of ESPN. Yeah. So I know – when I'm going to be on television with Ninko, I, put little, I gotta have I gotta have my beard game on team. I, it's, uh, mine has enhanced a little bit, but I got a few grays. I gotta touch those up later. I'll get it done you. later. Yeah, you. and that's what I was about to say, Nico, because I, I have told you before that I absolutely love your beard. But a few years ago, it turned completely gray on me, and that is a problem. And you got to get <laughs> in the game early, so to speak. I'm making sure to take care of that so it doesn't become an issue. Well, you know, I, I think that that's the struggle. I'm close to 40. Can't he be in a day over 40 now? You know, once you hit 40, them grays start to creep in. But he looks good. Okay, I'm looking at his head, too. The, no doubt. They got no grays up there either. Maybe enhanced. Well, maybe enhanced. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, Nico, speaking of enhanced, man, what do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need to enhance in their game plan in order to give them a snowball's chance in hell in Munich against the Seahawks? Points. Points. They have to score more points, plain and simple. They are not scoring enough and they're playing a team that's, what are they, 
three. Uh, what is Seattle? I think they're scoring what? How they're many scoring total 30, points? They're scoring 30, 31 points a game 31 over the last points. Three weeks. Is that – is that first in the NFL or is that three? I think they're top three in the yeah, NFL. Top three. Top yeah. three at scoring. So yeah. when you're playing a team that's scoring, you have to match and you have to go out there and you have to, to put points up on the board. You can't kick field goals. And they're, they're struggling in the red zone. When you can't punch it in to the end zone and you're settling for three and the other team's scoring, that's a, that's a problem. So you, you look at this offense. They're trying to figure stuff out, but they have the experience. And they have the pieces. And we thought that they had the chemistry, but they don't look like they have the chemistry right now. So moving forward, number one, they got to improve in the red zone. They have to have more balance. They're Mm one-dimensional. They're not running the football. I think they're last in the NFL in rushing attempts. That is not good. So can they get it done? I don't think so. When I watched that Rams game, it was like watching paint dry. Both teams. It was tough. Tough to watch. Rob Nakovich, ESPN NFL analyst, joining Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio. Rob, how much of it is what's going on in front of Tom Brady right now with the offensive line? And how much, like, how surprised, you mentioned it, how surprised have you been by the fact that they have, that he and Mike Evans have not looked like they've been on the same page sometimes this year? Yeah, I mean, it's very surprising because we anticipated, and if you think about the whole NFL in general, we've anticipated a lot of other teams to be a lot better than they are. I mean, go down the list. We thought the Broncos were going to be something with Russell Wilson. We thought the Raiders were going to be were going to do something different because of a, a new head coach and some of the moves they make with Adams. Mm-hmm. The, the Packers, what are they? You know, it, yeah. it's it's crazy to think about that these teams that we had high expectations, the Rams, haven't done anything close to what we thought they were going to do. So. I think that there's got to be frustration in that team inside the locker room, the expectations. And sometimes those expectations, given they should have been realistic expectations, are not realistic when, number one, you're not playing together. Number two, you have a lot of injuries, so they had to deal with injuries early, which that can mess up your chemistry on a team in a locker room. And their defense, just not playing up to par. All those things combined, you're losing your your starting center for the season before camp even, or during camp, first day in training camp, you lose Jensen. Interior guys, you lose your guards. You know They don't have the interior protection there. And you know Tom Brady, playing against Tom Brady, what yep. does he not like? Inside pressure. Guys, yep. in his face, because he wants to step up. He wants to step up in the pocket. If there's people on, in and around his feet and he can't step up, it's trouble. Yeah, no doubt about it. Nico, you mentioned expectations from the Bucks side of things, but I got to ask you about expectations about Seattle, specifically with Geno Smith. Through the first nine weeks of the NFL season, the guy is fourth in QBR. Now, we've awesome. had to recalibrate our expectations of him and of this Seahawks team, but have you seen enough from Geno so far for, him to, for you to be sold on him being the long-term answer at quarterback in Seattle? I'd like to, I mean, it's a halfway point. I'd like to see as the season continues, for what I see so far, he's a great answer for something that when you have a, a franchise quarterback like Russell Wilson, you thought he was going to be there a long time. He pushes his way out. Things don't work out. You really didn't have something that you, th- like we thought as fans or, or people outside of the, the, the building there, Pete Carroll saw it, that Geno was going to be the guy that that could take them to where they're at right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that that was the case. And Gino even said it after a game, you know, people wrote me off, but I didn't write off myself. Mm-hmm. So he's been able to take this opportunity and run with it. And I think that he he's putting up a pretty good fight to show like, hey, I'm here. I'm helping this team win. We're in, 
we're basically in it right now. Yeah. We're in the mix to be in the playoffs and to, to make a run at this thing. I want to see what he does in some of those big moments when the game's on the line, if they do get into the playoffs. I want to see how he performs at that level. All right, so feet to the fire as a follow-up question. Do you think that Geno Smith is closer to Rich Gannon, a guy we saw win an MVP late in his career, take his team to the Super Bowl late in his career, or more? is it more of Ryan Fitzpatrick, 2015 no. New no, York no, no, Jets? No, 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 no. I'm not going with Fitzpatrick. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say – It's closer to Rich Gannon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right, got it. Yeah, I'm going again right. on that. Just because of the fact that I, this team, and you think about Pete Carroll being the old. He doesn't look like the oldest head coach. He doesn't, man. I don't he know looks, what he's doing. He looks he's like got he, more energy than, he, than the I do. Fountain sure. of youth, as far as that energy is infectious, and I think that the team has bought in to the system, and Geno Smith has helped that process as well. You have great core receivers. You got a, you know, you have a great head coach that's been in big games, won a Super Bowl. So I, I think that that experience that Pete Carroll has can push this team into a perfect, perfect situation of nobody counted on us, nobody saw us doing this. We're here, and we're going to surprise some people. Geno Smith might continue to do that. Rob Nikovich, ESPN NFL analyst, with us. Rob, last one for me. Uh, what has your attention this weekend what are you most fascinated by in this weekend's games something that you're looking for vikings bills i want to see how buffalo operates offensively without josh allen if josh allen doesn't play which i don't think he should what do they look like because he basically is 80 plus percent of the offense the backup has to come in we don't know one week two weeks we don't know Mm -hmm. but they can't lose two games and the Vikings, nobody's talking about the Vikings. They got a good record, too. So the Vikings could potentially surprise a lot of people, similar to the Seahawks. Nobody's yep. talking about them. Well, the boom, right now, you look at their record, they're a pretty good football team. And how does Buffalo respond as a team to not having their starting quarterback? Are they going to regress? Are they going to step up? Is their defense going to step up? And can the Vikings go on the road in a hostile environment, and take care of business. Well, I apologize for being rude, Nico. I mean, it's just a terrible job by me. <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you. You're not yeah. here, so it's understandable. No, I, I'm not. And You're not it, in person. I, it doesn't excuse anything. I don't make excuses. I'm not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but it feels like he is Aaron Rodgers, not being around we, during OTAs when it's time to work. Just don't, just don't say, come see me. You, know, like, you might have to come see me. <laughs> Rob Nekovich, ESPN NFL analyst, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, filling in for Greeny, which, by the way, is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to support veterans and small businesses with their annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, helping veterans move their lives forward since 2013. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Canty is fresh off an appearance on Get Up. He is at the Seaport. I am with our affiliate in Lansing, Michigan at 7.30, the game. We thank them so much for having me here, and we have got so much to get to in just moments, including more players like Geno Smith, like Tom Brady, that have things to prove this weekend, and coaches that have things to prove here in the second half to keep their jobs. We're we're in on it all. Huge NFL weekend. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Be a part of Greeny Nation. The Dr. Pepper call-in line. Hit us up at 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation. Presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Canty, there are a lot of players like Geno Smith, like Tom Brady, who we were just talking about, that have things to prove in the second half. But there are also coaches that really have some things to prove in the second half. And I wanted to run through this list and figure out who legitimately has concerns and who doesn't. Mm. Because I think you and I disagree on a couple. And I want to get into those. And let's let's just go right through And right out of the gate, these are the guys that we ask the question, is it even possible for them to save their jobs at this point? Okay. We start with Nathaniel Hackett. I I just, it's hard for me to envision it based off of what we have seen in the first half of the year. I think there has to be a major shift in that offensive dynamic with that team because we know that Russ is not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so... Nathaniel Hackett is going to take a quick axe, uh, new ownership, all that stuff. It would have to be, to me, a big second half of the year where the Broncos made the playoffs. Yeah, I think they have to make the playoffs. Otherwise, Nathaniel Hackett is out of there. But, Carlin, I just don't see that with the road that the Broncos have to go. I, I, I mean, yeah. they're they're one of the worst teams in all of football, and they're playing against one of the hottest teams in all, all of football, the Tennessee Titans, that have won five of their last six matchups and that took Kansas City into overtime down to the wire. I just don't see it happening for them. On top of the Titans, they've got the Ravens, the Chiefs twice, and the Chargers in their regular season finale. I just don't see how the Broncos pull out of this nosedive. I, I can't see it either. Okay. I, I think I know how you feel about this one. All right. Brandon Staley. 
(laughs) (laughs) Any shot, can't he? Well, here's the thing. If you have a top five to seven quarterback, then you should be a team that gets to the playoffs, correct? And this will be Brandon Staley's second crack at it. They've had some injuries, but you should still. They've had injuries, but, I mean, every team has to deal with injuries. A part of having a quarterback that's that talented is he helps you overcome all of those injuries. But the fact that they missed the playoffs last year in the way that it happened, Carlin, with some questionable coaching decisions in their regular season finale against the Raiders, that's a part of the problem. That influences the perception coming into this season. And if they were, for whatever reason, to fall short and not make the playoffs, even though through the midway point they would be a playoff team, That is a reflection on the head coach, and it's not going to be a good one for a team that's about to have to pay their quarterback a quarter of a billion dollars in a contract extension. So with Sean Payton looming out there, I think that the Chargers would look at it as an opportunity to upgrade. That's why I think Brandon Staley is on the hot seat because he's holding down one of the most attractive jobs in all the NFL. Oh, no question. And I also look at this, and look at the next two weeks. They're 5-3 and right now. Yeah, San Francisco on Sunday night. Than Kansas City. Ooh. I mean, you're going to five and five. Brutal, yeah. That'll you're going five to five and five. And, five. Yeah. and then after that, the question is, can they get five more out of the last seven? Well, they're not got... beating the Dolphins, and they're not beating the Titans. So you can cross So those those, that's two right away. Yeah. And so the remaining games are at Arizona, at Vegas, uh, Indianapolis, the Rams, and Denver. I mean, can they get those five? I, 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 mean, I guess they, they, here's the thing. They'd have they to should. get. Ha- but here's the thing, Carlin. They have to get all of those five. Yeah, absolutely. That's, there is no margin for error, and that's no. the problem. And, no. and you talked about some of the injuries that they're dealing with. We'll see whether or not they can get some of those guys back. We'll see what happens with Keaton Allen. We'll see what happens with Mike Williams. We'll see what happens with Rashawn Slater. But, Carlin, I mean, again, those aren't excuses as to why this team is really not viewed as a contender in the AFC West, and that shouldn't be the case when you have Justin Herbert under center. You're not going to be outmatched most Sundays from the quarterback spot, and yet it feels like this team is outmatched every single game that they go into. Think about this. It took all of Russ being cooked for the Chargers to beat the Broncos in overtime a few weeks ago. Last week, they should have lost to the Atlanta Falcons had Taquan Graham, defensive tackle, not fumbled the ball after he got a fumble recovery. Think about this now. We're we're not talking about a 5-3 and where this team has had decisive wins. This team has skated by from the misfortune of a lot of their opponents. And so I just don't know that we can trust that the Chargers, even in games that they're being favored by the FBI to win, are going to take care of their business. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. There is no way Cliff Kingsbury is going to be able to keep his job. I just don't see yeah, that, Canty. That's and, and they just gave him the contract extension. Uh, that whole situation, there, it is the desert of regret right now between <laughs> Kingsbury, between Kime, and ultimately with Kyler Murray. Yeah, there's buyer's remorse out there, but you're right. The cheaper of the three is the one that's going to get fired. They extended the GM, the head coach, and the quarterback. They're not going to get rid of the GM. They're not going to get rid of the quarterback. So it feels like Kingsbury is the odd man out. But it feels like there should be a lot of buyer's remorse for the Bidwell family with what they paid uh, to all three of those guys because they're not getting the return on an investment. And it doesn't feel like they're even close, Carlin. They feel like they're the worst team in the NFC West by far. And that's saying something. It feels like the one guy that has a good chance of saving his job, the guys that could be really uh, in a tough position, 
Dan Campbell. Like, if they turned it around here in the second half and started winning some of those tight games that they were losing earlier in the year, I think Dan Campbell could position himself reasonably well for the Lions. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, and I like the way that the Lions play. I mean, they're always fighting. They're always scratching. Very rarely do you find them in a game where you say they let go of the rope. I mean, you want to go back to week five against the Patriots where they were blank before the bye week? Okay, that's fine. That was one of those games. Against the Dallas Cowboys, even though the final score was 24-6, Carlin, that was a much closer game than people anticipated. As a matter of fact, the Lions were about to go in for the go-ahead score late in the second half, and Micah Parsons makes an incredible play, and then the Cowboys' defense gets a goal-line stop by forcing Williams, Jamal Williams, to fumble the ball. That changed the complexion of that game, but the Lions were fighting in that game. Most of the games that they play are one-possession games. They just got to find a way to get on the winning side of it, and that's the learning curve that comes along with having a lot of young guys playing significant snaps. You got to learn how to win in this league, so I think a second half showing that they can win some games, some closely contested ball games, I think that does do enough to save Dan Campbell's job. Uh, Last night you saw Deontay Foreman go off. He was in the zone last night. In the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Maybe he helps Steve Wilkes. Now, Canty, is it too soon to worry about and throw two guys at you real quick and then the big one that we have to talk about? Mm. Is it too soon to worry about Josh McDaniels? Yes, it's too soon to worry about Josh McDaniels. I, think, I believe it is too. I, I think they, I, yeah, the I Raiders think they need make a stability. switch at quarterback before they make a switch at head coach. Yeah, the Raiders need some stability because it's been a bumpy couple of years. Is it too soon to legitimately worry about Todd Bowles? Uh, n- no, no. And the reason why I say no is because we saw a four-year sample size with the Jets, and it didn't necessarily work out the way that we thought it should. It was a team that was knocking on the playoffs, I want to say 2015, but they lost their regular season finale in Buffalo, and Ty Bowles was never able to get that that organization back to that point. And so we wanted to see Ty Bowles take over a team that really didn't have a whole lot of question marks from a personnel standpoint. And yet, as we continue to talk about the Buccaneers, all we do is have questions, especially with the offensive side of the ball. So I do think we have to have some concern about Todd Bowles. Now, ultimately, I think that the Bucs win their division and make the playoffs, but that's a far cry from what we expected them to be coming into this season. Okay, here's the biggie. For me, with Bulls, we are entirely too soon to talk about it if they actually hang in there. But when you have Brady and you have all those other pieces, and you you alluded to the uh, first time around with the Jets, last three years, 14 and 34. Mm. That's pretty tough. I still think it's too soon, though, on Bulls. But, Kenty, we thought Mike McCarthy was going to get fired at some point. Yeah. Were we wrong? No. We're not wrong because, listen, what the Dallas Cowboys are doing in the regular season means nothing. Exactly. With Mike McCarthy, it's about getting his team to contend for a championship, and that means not just winning one playoff game, Carlin. This team has to get to the conference championship game in order for Mike McCarthy to be safe because this is a roster that should be competing for titles. Here's my only problem, though. We've heard Jerry talk about getting older and about how that factors in. I have always contended over the last several years when Jason Garrett hung in there as long as he did because uh, Jerry likes to get the credit that Mike McCarthy has become the new Jason Garrett, and uh, he will do what Jerry wants to do. 
Is winning the most important thing or is winning with credit the most important thing for Jerry? I'm still not convinced it's just flat-out winning. Well, I mean, you'd hope that he learned his lessons from when things soured with Jimmy Johnson. Um, But I I think Jerry's at the standpoint he'll take his title however he can get it. And and right now, the way that this thing is going, Mike McCarthy's going to get a ton of credit. Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, deserves a ton of credit. And uh, their their director of player personnel, Will McClay, he deserves a ton of credit in terms of buying the groceries because – this team was transformed. This defense was transformed when they drafted Michael Parsons two years ago. And I don't think anybody expected Parsons to be as good as he is this early in his career, the best defensive player in all of football. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I just think that it's a situation now where the Cowboys have an opportunity to contend for a championship. You look around the NFC, Carlin, you'd be hard-pressed to say that the Cowboys aren't the second-best team in the entire conference. So if you're that good, if you still have a chance to be able to win your division and have the number one overall seed going into the playoffs halfway through the season, then you should have championship aspirations no matter who wants to get the credit. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, it's 11-11, and Vivid Seats is making wishes come true. Our favorite ticket app is giving away $5,000 in free tickets today only to celebrate that when you buy 10 tickets, you can get your 11th free thanks to Vivid Seats Rewards. Head over to Vivid Seats Twitter account. Head over to Vivid Seats Twitter account at twitter.com slash Vivid Seats for your chance to win. They're picking a winner at 11.11 p.m. tonight, so don't delay. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Visit vividseats.com slash rewards for reward, reward, can I speak today? Reward program terms and conditions. Canty, you and I were anxiously anticipating yesterday mm-hmm. the press conference from the D.C. Attorney General. Yeah. I was hoping that in the grander scheme there would be more to it than just another civil suit because part of me just thinks that, that Dan Snyder looks at civil suits and just kind of like it's like a, a mosquito that just is kind of annoying him, you know, just swats it away. But you took a lot more out of it uh, in some of the details of what was said yesterday. Well, before we even get into that, Carlin, let's remember there are concurrent investigations that are happening. So it's There's not more. just with yep. the D.C. attorney general is doing. It's not just what the Virginia attorney general is doing. We got the U.S. attorney in the eastern district of Virginia investigating financial impropriety. And we know when the federal government decides they're going to come after you, you got some problems, Carlin. So Mm -hmm. we'll have to see where the criminal side of all of this all goes. But one of the things that Carl Racine pointed out in his findings in in, in investigating the commanders is the the hands-on approach that Dan Snyder had with some scandalous things. I mean, think about this, Carlin. Scantily clad, dressed cheerleaders having video of them being recorded unbeknownst to them and then being disseminated to God knows who. How in the world is the owner a part of a scandal like that? And, and like overseeing it. Overseeing almost. it. Yeah. I mean, talking about what they should be wearing. And it's just, it, 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 and videoing people without them knowing. Carla, that's just, that's, that's repulsive. It's, it's disgusting. 
And it's just a gross abuse of power. And we've seen it over and over again with this organization. The, the misogyny, the, the sexual harassment within the, or, within the organization. I mean, numerous claims against other employees that have worked there in the past. Not to mention the direct allegations from Tiffany Johnston about sexual harassment and unwanted advances by Dan Snyder himself. Th- th- this is, this is a, an ugly, ugly chapter for the NFL when it comes to dealing with the commanders. And, Carlin, the part that's probably the most telling is the NFL's response. A league spokesperson, Brian McCarthy, what he said in his statement, we reject the legal and unsound and factually baseless allegations made today by the D.C. Attorney General against the NFL and Commissioner Goodell and will vigorously defend against those claims. You know who he didn't say they're going to defend? <laughs> the Washington Commanders and Dan Snyder. Yeah, That tells exactly. you everything you need to know. Yep. And so there's, there's a little bit of – there's some fault on the NFL's part in this as well, Carlin, because they're the ones that agreed that the best approach when it came to the Beth Wilkerson investigation is not to issue a written report, but to just have an oral report. Well, if all of the things that AG Carl Racing spelled out are true, if you're the NFL, why wouldn't you want an issue of written report? If for no other reason to say that this is something that we won't stand for. Again, the league falling short of establishing a standard that everybody that's an employee or an owner or a part of it needs to adhere to. The only two things I can think of at this point are that, number one, they felt like Snyder had a whole lot more, and that's why they continued not to defend him, but to not release any kind of a, or ask for any kind of a report that was uh, in ink so that it could get leaked. Or, number two, that he just had entirely too much dirt that was going to get out there. Like, it's, it's the idea that you're – I understand that he works for owners, but why has the line been so far above and beyond where it should be when it comes to the Washington Commanders as opposed to what it was with Carolina a few years ago? That, that's really what I don't get because Jerry Richardson – that was a pretty swift situation mm-hmm. when you think about it in the whole. And I'm not saying that that was wrong. We don't know a lot of the specifics out of that. Yeah. How is it possible that Daniel Snyder has been given more latitude here? Because that's what it feels like. Well, I don't think there's any question that that's the case, Carlin. And I don't understand it. I can't answer that. I'm not in those rooms. I don't know what's being discussed. But it's clear that the owners are fed up with it, too. Because that's why you had Jim Ursay when they had the owners' meetings in New York a few weeks ago come out and say, there's enough for us to consider moving on from Dan Snyder and not allowing him to continue to be a part of the National Football League. Everybody is sick of it. The people in the DMV area are sick of it. What little fan base they have left is sick of it. It's not a team that you can be proud of. It's not a team that you want to be associated with. Carlin, they're talking about the owner – given the directive to people within the organization to withhold season ticket deposits. They're talking about withholding seat licenses, the deposits that people put down, and not allowing them to get it back. Put roadblocks in place so they won't, they'll give up trying to get those deposits back. Carlin, that, that, that is absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's unfortunate that that's what Dan Snyder has been doing with his franchise to his fan base, and to the NFL as a whole, and it has to stop. I, I have to believe I, I have to believe that it's coming. 
I have to believe that it's coming. I I just it's one of those things where we've talked about this before. When you tell me he's out, show me he's out. Show me if you're gonna tell me he's dead, tell him show me the body mm. in this whole situation. That's what I want to see. It's Can't coming. You, it's coming. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Bigger question right now for Josh Allen and the Bills is not necessarily about Sunday about against the Vikings. We'll get into that mm. in just mm. a moment. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Canty ZipRecruiter makes it easy to hire for even the most specific role like, well, a mascot in Missouri. In fact, <laughs> four out of five employers find a quality candidate the first day. Try it for free today. ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I'm going to operate under the assumption, basically Vegas told us the other day, that Josh Allen isn't playing when the point spread on the Bills and the Vikings went from 9.5 to 3.5, even though they were saying he was day-to-day. He's not playing this week. I can't imagine he's going to play this week. No, he's not playing this week, Carlin. There's no way. And when you start hearing players in that locker room talk about Casey's strong suits, like Gabriel Davis and Deion Dawkins saying the best thing that Case Keenum has going for him is that he only tries to be himself. He doesn't try to be Josh Allen. That, to me, signals that there's a mindset in that locker room that's preparing themselves not to have Josh Allen on Sunday. So we'll have to wait and see what Case Keenum is or isn't once they get out there. This Bills offense and this team, for that matter, is going to take a hit because of how important Josh Allen is to their success. This guy accounts for 84% of their yards, Carlin. Wow. 84. If this Bills team can't use the formula that they've used to have success, which means your quarterback being able to lead one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL, then not only is it going to hurt in terms of your offensive output and your point total, but it's going to hurt your defense in terms of what the game plan looks like and how they have to approach defending opponents. Because here's the deal. When you got Josh Allen under center, you know that that offense is going to score points. And so the opposing offense, to a a degree, becomes one-dimensional because you got to try to keep up. you got to try to keep pace with the Bills throwing touchdowns all over the yards. With Josh Allen not being the quarterback and Case Keenum stepping in, that all of a sudden changes things. And for a team that struggled to stop the run and to run the football outside of the quarterback, I don't know. I think this can open the door for Minnesota to pull off the upset. Listen, I, I think they can too. But I've been thinking about this uh, for the last 24 hours because we have spent so much time detailing just how bad the Buffalo Bills have been in the run game. Mm-hmm. And stopping it is one thing. Can they find a way to run the football? Kenty, what is the biggest issue here? Because Devin Singletary is a good back, but he has never struck me as a guy that is going to play every down, is going to be an every down 25 carry a game 
guy consistently in the league. I, I assume, I think, James Cook can be that guy. But is the biggest issue the running back? Or the guys who are blocking in front of him right now? No, I'm going to say the guys blocking in front of him, Carl. I, you know, I would think so. Yeah, but like, I mean, all running backs run the same when there's no hole, and that's a big part of the problem. That offensive line is not getting a ton of movement at the point of attack. And, Carlin, unless that changes, it's going to continue to be a slog for the Buffalo Bills in that regard, man. I, I mean, your offensive line has to have the ability to move people, and that's just not what they do, Carlin. That's not a strength of this team. I don't know if it's something that they can turn around and fix on the fly, but that's the state of the Buffalo Bills run game. I mean, think about it. The two top rushers on this team, not named Josh Allen, only have 22 first downs running the football. 22, Carlin. To me, it's not just a personnel issue with the running backs. I think it's a bigger issue with the offensive line. Yeah, listen, I I suspected that was the case. And in, in watching them... It's frustrating when you have the weapon of Allen and the way they use him that those that that part of the game is not respected more mm. and it's because of the offensive line. Like when you have Josh Allen Kenty, am I wrong to say this? When you have Josh Allen, you should be able to run the football more effectively just because they always have to guard against Josh Allen running the football. Other guys should be have more more success in addition to being able to pass it a little bit better. No, Carlin, there are no lies told in what you're saying right now. There, there aren't. They, they, should, they should face a lot of favorable looks in terms of the coverages with the weapons that they have. But even with that, that offensive line can't get any movement in the point of attack. They're 21st, Carlin, in run block win rate. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.